Hi there, and welcome to Coffee with Phil, where our goal is to help you live a life of purpose on purpose. Walking with God sounds easy, but how many of you know it never follows the scripture prepared? In this podcast, Phil shares stories from his personal journey in the hopes that his experience, the good, the bad, and the ugly, will help you as you walk with God on your own journey. Grab your coffee and enjoy this practical and personal episode with your podcast host, Phil Strong. Well, hi, and welcome to Coffee with Phil. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you in the studio with me today. Well, you're not in the studio, but now I'm with you wherever you are. And isn't that the joy of how we do things? Uh, hey, look, it's a glorious day. I hope you get a chance to grab a decent coffee. You know, isn't it bad when you grab a coffee and it's not decent? Um, oh, so disappointing sometimes. Anyway, uh, I'm enjoying a great coffee, and I hope you are too. Wanted to talk to you today about my major struggle for 2024. Uh, it may well be that the struggle goes longer than that, but today I want to talk about it. I want to talk about the tension of 24. Uh, it's it's not so much that it's time stamped, but it's just where I'm at. So it's a time stamp of my journey. If you're listening to this much later on, then uh, it could well be that you learn something for yourself from what I'm sharing. And that's really the whole point of the podcast is that I would share my journey. I would speak with you from a place of vulnerability and honesty and uh, just wanting to uh, lead uh, by demonstration and invite you to participate in the journey, uh, even if it's just by observation and uh, support. But what I find in chatting to people who are listening to the podcast, getting feedback, is that people are going, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're traveling the journey and we can see it's a journey we're on. And so, um, look, I just hope that what I share helps you in some way. Uh, please also help me. Uh, make sure you share the podcast. So get it out on social, promote the episodes as best you can, make a comment and tell people why you enjoyed the episode and encourage them to follow along. Make sure you subscribe on your preferred podcast channel and uh, let's get this growing. All right, well, let's get into today's podcast. Uh, my major struggle for 2024. Let's go. So let me tell you where this came from. I uh, began the year with a lot of musing, as I do. You know, we're now, uh, I'm recording this in February, so um, man, the year's flying. But I began the year with uh, some musings around where to put energy and attention. And as a result of that, uh shared a message, a brief message at the church at Zion uh, called The Tension of 24. And in that, uh, I was proposing that, and I'm not going to preach that sermon again, so don't worry, but um, we'll put the link down in the show notes. But it was about how do you live in this tension, not so much with one or the other, but live in the tension of both and. So I talked about three different areas of our lives, and I talked about the extreme tensions of one extreme to the other, and what I felt God was saying to us, not so much to live in the middle, but to live in each end of that tension. And so uh, my struggle was really not in just doing one or the other, but doing them both and doing them both well. Because I think what we find is that uh, when we get a choice A or B, what we tend to do is we chuck one out in preference for the other. And that's not what creates the tension. The tension is the both. Um, so let me just quickly uh, explain to you um, which what those three are, and then and then I'm going to talk about just one of them today, and I'm going to bring it uh, quite home and quite personal for me. Um, so 
in this, I presented three different aspects of our lives that uh, that I'm seeing or sensing tension. So a little bit prophetic, a little bit of, well, what's, what's about to happen in our lives and how can we prepare ourselves? So the first one was really in our posture. And uh, we certainly believe, and I've shared a podcast of this title, um, that this is a season for the church for us as believers, individually and corporately, to advance and occupy, to move in boldly with the Lord going before us. We move boldly into the promised land, the promises he's given us, that we would occupy territory that he makes available, that we will eat and harvest uh, that which we did not plant, and we will live and dwell in that which we did not build. Um, So advance and occupy. But the other end of that spectrum, uh, there's a concept that uh, I've also shared on this podcast regarding a slowed down spirituality about uh, that journey to become emotionally healthy, that we might be emotionally mature, that we can then become spiritually mature. And it's uh, the concept of a slowed down spirituality. And I've shared many, many thoughts on this from many, many different authors and uh, huge kudos to Peter Scazzero, who we'll link in the, in the show notes uh, for his work in the subject. So one tension is the whole posture of how do we advance and occupy, but then how do we slow down in our spirituality? The second one was about our, our place and uh, the tension of the importance of family, that which we were born into, uh, and you know, God says, honor your mother and father, and that we're to esteem our children, and that we've got this family that's vital. And you know, I think one of the things that we learned out of lockdown season was just how how important it is to have a home life and a family life, and to to take care of and attention to um, the family that we have, and not just the ones we live with, but the ones we're connected with. You know, that might be living in different countries or different parts of the world. You know, different parts of the the, the nation, different cities. Um, you know, family's so important. But then the other extreme to that is is that God would say, Jesus actually said, uh, "My brother or sister, these are not my family. My family is those who do the will of the Father." And uh, I would propose to you that there's a tension in that we're to prioritize. Um, the covenant family, the covenant family that God has has um, adopted and grafted us into, and that would be our brothers and sisters in Christ, that we would not put our kids on the throne and our lives be dictated by what they demand, uh, or perhaps your, your spouse that's not walking in the same direction as you. I'm not sure what's going on in your world, but, but I think God's saying that we've got to honor and value the importance of our covenant connection with each other. And uh, I'll just let you unpack that because I'm not going to talk about it today. And the third, third and final one was um, our, our purpose, so that we were that we have been given by God this unique assignment that we're destined for purpose, and that we're a masterpiece to create good works that God has prepared in advance for us to walk into. Um, And, you know, I'm all about assignments and understanding our giftings and our passion and our purpose and and moving into that assignment. I think it's vital. The other extreme to that tension that I sense God saying, we've got to understand that he's called us to be submitted one to each other. 
And you're not, if you're not willing to submit yourself to the order and the structure that God's created around you, then you're not going to be fruitful. So we've got this tension of understanding that I've got my own assignment and I've got to run in it and run well. And I'll, I'll be, you know, wanting to hear the, the master say, well done, good and faithful servant. But I don't think there are enough of us submitting in the structure and the order that God's put around us. So there's a tension in that. So that's around our posture, our place and our purpose. And today, uh, what I want to just talk about is the first one, our posture, because I think it's where I personally have uh, the major struggle, the big struggle. It's what I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to wrestle with. And again, just let me remind you, it's how do we live with multiple outcomes um, without being schizophrenic or bipolar, without having two personalities or, or, or an integrity, you know? What I would hate uh, for people to say about me is, well, you preach one thing and you do another. Um, or you advocate for uh, certain things, but we don't see you demonstrating them. And, uh, and, and so, you know, it's about being authentic and, and vulnerable, but it's also about um, looking at how we can do this well uh, with um, Jesus as our help. So I want to get into today, I've just got five thoughts I want to share with you around how I'm, how I'm trying to journey this um, with regards to my major struggle. And that's in the first year of posture, and it's in the, in the concept that I shared with you that we are to advance and occupy. And if you've listened to that episode, I think it's number 34, we'll link to it below, but if you've listened to that, you'll hear about my passion to move with intentionality and obedience into the promised land God's prepared for us. I do not want to be like the 10 spies that shrunk back in fear. Read that in Numbers. Uh, I don't want to be like the 10 spies. I want to be like the, uh, the Joshua and the Caleb that said, come on, we can go forth for God surely has given this land unto us. But I also am wrestling with a, with a yearning in my heart and a, a desire to walk with Jesus, to be slowed down spirituality, to be present uh, with him, first and foremost, present with others, and not so preoccupied with the assignment and the driven nature of my personality that I forsake everyone around me in order to pursue the objectives uh, that I feel God's set for us. And uh, just as I'm saying that, I'm reflecting, you know, certainly that has been a criticism in the past. Um, you know, me feel strong, so consumed with a God-given vision that he forgets to care about the people on the way. And uh, slow down spirituality it helps us to, to see what Jesus sees because we're walking at his pace. And uh, my friend Richard and I were talking about this the other day over a cup of tea, and we were remembering, uh, I think it was Pete's podcast, where he said recently that Jesus moved at the speed of love. Um, good Jewish rabbi walked everywhere in the days of Jesus, and they walked at three miles an hour. It was kind of the pace that they were permitted to go so far certain days. And uh, and Pete calls that the speed of love. Perhaps he's quoting someone else. I'm not sure, but I slowed down spirituality, and I've got this I've got this sort of feeling in me that less is more. That um, that is really important to take time out. It's really important to slow down and to insert moments in into our schedule, into our programming, that we would, we would focus uh, not so much on the tasks, but on who we are in the midst of the task. Um, what am I feeling at the moment and why am I feeling that? What's that feeling or emotion pointing to? You know, God uses our emotions as 
signposts. Uh, and I'll speak about that in a second. So I'm feeling like there's a less is more. And that is um, kind of I'm like holding on to it um, under this immense, huge, towering shadow uh, of the goals that I have and the programs that are before me and my desire to see the church flourish and to see the community impacted with God's love as a result of what we do as a faith community. So how do we achieve all those things by doing less? This is a tension for me. And uh, if you're living close to me geographically or relationally, you're going to see some changes, I think. You might make some observations, and I hope that's a good thing. Um, But it's going to be messy because you're going to go, well, that's not what I expected Phil to do. Well, that's not what I thought he would want. And um, I'm wrestling with this. And so... If you're not sure, just come and say something, and and please don't be judgmental, but but feel free to start a conversation because I think as we wrestle with this together, we're going to find the answers that God's got for us. And uh, well, I'm searching for answers, and maybe you are you are too. The second thought that I wanted to share on this, and this is me reflecting on how I might do the journey well, is there's a there's a there's a feeling that. You know, this this less is more, and there's a need to slow down and just be with Jesus, to to not hurry through the scripture, but just linger on the verse and see see Jesus in it. To to to, to pray, but in prayer to listen, not just to speak. Um, this feeling, I reckon, is a leading by God, and and therefore, if I say that that this is something that God's um, created in me, it's a hunger or a, a yearning that he's nurturing and blowing breath on to, to fan into a flame, if it's a leading by God, then it must be something that I attend to. It must be something that I pay attention to. It must be something that I consider seriously um, for to disregard what God is showing me would be a lack of obedience and a lack of submission. If I was to say, that's not my temperament, that's not how I do things, then I'm going to completely miss what God is trying to lead me into as a revelation of another aspect of the way he's created me. You know, this idea that I was created by God for friendship with God, to sit with God, to have fellowship with God. And quite frankly, I think that's the fundamental purpose of our lives, our creation, Um, to have that and not give attention to it would be disobedient. And and how I know that, um, again, I'm, I'm really just trying to express feelings, I suppose, at the moment. So if I'm sounding hesitant, it's because I'm really processing what I'm saying as I record this. But how I know that is, is it's a test of my will because it's not easy to do. It's something that I feel I need to do. It's something I, I'm certain that God's, that God's trying to lead me into, and I don't want to break in the process. So if I resist God, then... It's likely to break something. So, this this um this um tension of my will it's it's not easy. It's not natural. It's not what I want necessarily. Would actually prove to me that God is asking me to be obedient, and He's asking me to be submitted. 
And um, so, look, perhaps you can reflect on that for a different area of your life. You know, is there something where you've got tension going on and you're not sure what's happening and yet you feel certainly, you know, clearly led somewhere uh, and you're resisting it or you're fighting it? Um, Perhaps you might notice that that's a testing of your will and your desire to submit and therefore it's an invitation into obedience. So I'll leave that with you and you can process that in your own time. Certainly encourage you to come back and wrestle with this. Check the transcript um, and and see see what that says. The third thought that I have in this area is that the current season does not necessarily change the ultimate destination. And and that was really encouraging to me when I felt the Lord say that. Because, you know, like, as as you know, if you know me, you, you know, I've got ambitious goals and a big vision for the church. Um, not that it's about me. Uh, I'm confident that the vision that we have at Zion is far bigger than my time frame or my tenure, <laughs> far bigger than my ability. Um, and so the destination is, is one of um, God's plans. Um, but it was really encouraging that the season that I'm in is not necessarily changing that destination. So I, sh- I shouldn't throw it all away. So it's not that we should not advance and occupy. It's not that God has not said we will um, inherit a land we, we did not plant or occupy a home we did not build. It's not that that's changed. It's just that the season is essential in the journey. And, and you know, I, I think about um, the diversion of the people of Israel um, and, and what God did in that time and what he established in them in that time. And, 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 and the promise never went away. And that was what was just amazing. Um, we've been on a, an amazing prayer journey as a church um, in the last five years, I'm going to say. Um, and and what's been amazing is time and time again we've come back to um, you know as we're praying together uh, we've come back to this point where we're going man we feel like this is what God's saying and it and it just hasn't changed and that's amazing you know like doesn't matter what we're feeling like in the moment God has um, certainly nailed something to the wall as a destination and a vision and a hope that we hold. So we don't throw that away. So, so what I'd say to you is if you're in a temporal holding season or you're um, going on a journey you didn't really hope for um, and you're like, man, has my future changed? Then I'd suggest to you, you go back and ask God that question because I would say to you this, the current season does not necessarily change the ultimate destination. And um, obviously I'm not speaking specifics because I don't know who's listening uh, in detail, but but consider that and, and the season, which leads me to the fourth point that I've got for, for myself, which I'm sharing with you here. And uh, I would say this, consider the importance of preparation with God as a means of ensuring future success. So consider the importance of preparation with God as a means of ensuring future success. So, so, so in my world, perhaps what I'm saying to myself is that the essential um, application and integration in my life of a slowed down spirituality will be paramount for me to be able to advance and occupy. 
and and perhaps that I'll be doing it differently rather than beating down doors with my forehead. Maybe I'll be walking in Jesus' footsteps and seeing him do it before me. I consider the people of Israel. Um, I was just listening to a sermon, watching a sermon on YouTube, and the guy was, you know, speaking of the crossing of the Red Sea, and you know, the Lord led the people to the edge of the Red Sea. They were crying in fear because Pharaoh's army thundered upon them to to destroy them, and yet the Lord said, "Why are you crying, Moses? Hold up your hand." And as he held up his hand and his staff, the sea parted, and the Lord parted the sea and led them through with a cloud of fire, pillar of fire. So, 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 Lord, the Lord has taken you somewhere for preparation for something, and uh, I think it's Pastor Bill Johnson who said the, re- the he he says the reason the Israelites spent so much time in the desert wasn't to get them out of Egypt; it was to get Egypt out of them. And there was a purging and a cleansing and a, and a teaching of new ways that God did in that wilderness season. So for me, what I'm saying is uh, in reflection that perhaps embracing and integrating a slowed down spirituality is part of the preparation with God that will do the best possible for the future success of the mission, meaning, meaning, meaning life. <laughs> so... You know, um, weigh that up for yourself. Um, you know, um, who I can't remember who says it now. I quote so many different people, but the, let's just call it a meme, and you can, then you don't have to quote it, right? Um, <laughs> you know, don't ask God to get you out of the situation. Ask God to make you better in the situation you're in, and uh, and that's that preparation with God. So um, sometimes our better prayer is not God deliver me, but please God come and transform me. And I'll, I'll leave that with you as well. So that's the first four. The fifth and final thought is um, this. And uh, look, I'm preaching to me here, and uh, you're invited to listen. God's way of doing things is almost always not the way I would have done this. <laughs> you know, I've got, um, I've got multiple stories on that, but... I'm saying that to encourage me. Look, think back in the times in your life where God came through for you and you're like, shucks, no, I I didn't see that coming and I would not have done it that way. And yet God's fingerprints are all over it. And so in this tension of our posture, in this case between um, an advance and occupy and moving forward, the kingdom of heaven shall advance forcefully, you know, Versus uh, Jesus is, you know, you're tired, you're weary, you're worn out. Come to me, my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. I'll show you my way of doing it. Um, and it's, I'm just saying to you, it's not my natural tendency uh, to operate like that. So as I sort of land this, I um, really just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge my major struggle for 2024, invite you into it. Uh, I would encourage you to reflect and reflect like soon, as soon as you finish listening to this. Don't rush into a meeting, don't rush into a phone call, don't rush out to watch TV, but just actually take a moment and um, maybe even leave your earpods in if you're if you're doing something else to force you to have a quiet moment. But reflect, because that's what I'll be doing this afternoon: reflecting on the struggle and the feelings that are a leading by God, that are an invitation to obedience 
and submission. What is God inviting you into as an invitation to be obedient and to be submitted? Um, think about you know what you're holding on to as a promise. You know, don't let go of those promises. You know, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness because he knew that God's promise meant that God will fulfill God's promise because God is faithful. And uh, and you know, too many times we try and do God's work for Him. So 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 the destination doesn't change, but the process and maybe even the pathway has changed. Um, and then just really say to God, you know, what, I, what, what are you doing in me and how, can, how could I agree with it? Um, you know, God doesn't need your help, but he certainly desires your submission. He's not trying to make you into a puppet or a robot by remote control. He is um, discipling and, and growing and training and equipping you as his son or his daughter. Uh, and so preparation with God is a means of ensuring your future success. And uh, look, I, look, I just want to finish by um, saying that the, the, the way that we will have breakthrough um, is that God will do something remarkable so that we will sit back and say, wow, look what God has done. And, you know, I just recently did some research on the story of Jericho uh, and the people, the Israelites, um, coming up against Jericho. There's a great quote. I can't remember if I've told you guys this quote before, but um, Pastor Gary Cassie says, he asks, how many stones did the Israelites pull out of the wall of Jericho? And the answer is none. Of course, they did not. They stood and declared God to be faithful, and they watched him do remarkable things. Now, when Israel went on to future locations, the reputation of God destroying Jericho went before them. It went with them. It was inside them. So here's the incentive. What if the Lord is bending us to his greatest desire because he knows what's better so that in future times we can sit back and say, look what God has done. And that others too, people that don't yet know God, would see the testimony of God in our lives and say, wow. It must be a miracle. It must be that God has some, done something remarkable in your life. And uh, man, wouldn't it be cool if the people around us were giving testimony to God's amazing goodness? I mean, Rahab did that. You read the beginning of Joshua chapter 2. She said to the spies, she said, look, we're freaking out here because we've seen what God has done for you and now we're worried he's going to do it to us. Um, and then it went beyond that um, as they went from Jericho. So imagine if that was our story, that we, were, that we were allowing God to write for us. So welcome, welcome to the, welcome to the partnership. You're now part of my story, which means um, I thank you uh, for your encouraging support. And uh, look, sh shout, sh give me a shout out, send me a message, uh, connect with me in any way you want to as we journey this journey together. I look forward to sharing more on that as, as things progress. And uh, certainly I'm just loving doing the journey with you. And I just hope in any way that my story is helping you do faith in a real way in order that we would live a life of purpose, on purpose with Jesus. So God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Enjoy a good coffee. And I'll be back soon so we can have some more coffee with you.
Thank you.